Welcome to the Puzzle of Us podcast, where we are helping you pick up the broken pieces of life, love, and marriage and help you feel whole again. I'm your host, Chelsea Peterson, and today's episode is about setting goals. We're in the holiday season and we've got the new year approaching, and I am just excited to share just some tidbits about goals and creating goals and why they are important and why they contribute to your mental health and betterment of your mental health. So I'm excited to head into next year and I hope that you are also excited and that you're thinking about like, what do I want 2024 to look like? Or what do I want the next year of our life, of my life to look like? Um, so I want, I want you to be thinking about that as we're talking about kind of the different objectives of this podcast and just kind of really how, how do we make life better for you? And what does that look like? And how do I set goals and why they're important? So first of all, um, again, I think setting goals sometimes, especially around this, this holiday season and around the, you know, the dawn of the new year and things like that, it just, it reminds us that goals are important. And sometimes I think it can be discouraging to set goals because, um, some people have a hard time um, com- com- making that commitment to themselves or they fall short and then they feel like they're failing or they feel like it, it, there can be a whole lot of, you can have negative experience with goals. You can have great experiences with goals. And I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, you will know a little bit more about why goals are important and can actually contribute to the betterment of your own mental health. So I just want to talk a little bit about you know, when we as humans have um, purpose and direction, we feel like we, we wake up every day sort of with a purpose. If we feel kind of lost, if we feel like misdirection, we don't feel like, you know, what's the point? What's the purpose? It can be incredibly daunting to even get out of bed. Um, it can be frustrating to want to keep going. Um, negative thoughts about, you know, purpose and uh, do we even matter can a lot more easily creep in. And so goals are a great way to set some, some things to help guide and direct and, and add purpose to your life. So if you're finding a little feeling, feeling a little lost, feeling a little aimless, starting with setting some goals can be a great way to add some of that intrinsic value to your human experience. Um, I want to talk a little bit about domain or dopamine and the role of dopamine in our, in, in setting goals. So dopamine is the, um, neurotransmitter that it's kind of, some people refer to it as the happy hormone and we get a little hit of dopamine when we meet goals. It, it helps us feel accomplished. It helps us feel that satisfaction. It helps us feel, um, like there's some sort of, of reward, right? And so it's kind of like dopamine is kind of like, um, your bribe for your own self bribe or can feel like your own self bribe for, um, setting a goal and, and meeting that goal. When we set those goals and we're able to, to look at what we took to accomplish them, what we, how we were able to achieve them, um, we do get a little rush of dopamine in our system and we feel good. So we feel kind of happy and it feels pretty good to, to get that dopamine rush. Um, and so those things can, can definitely help produce more of a sense of satisfaction, productivity, motivation. It can all, all of those, when we're 
hitting that rush of dopamine, that's what often occurs and can be really helpful. Um, I want to touch a little bit on just the different types of goals that can happen or, or that people can set um, to help you kind of think about, you know, okay, well, that's great. I want to, I want a dopamine rush. I want to, I want to feel that, but I can never seem to make that goal, right? Lots of people, they think about the new year and they think about health goals, right? They think about losing weight. They think about um, either losing a certain number of pounds or um, kind of different health related. Like I want to lose 30 pounds by the time I, July 1st comes, whatever. Um, I want to lose a certain amount by a by a set date, right? I, by my wedding, I want to be X amount of, I want to weigh so much. So it's sort of those measurable goals, right? And those can be short-term and they're going to also be long-term goals. So short-term goals, again, are short-term and can, and are really thought to be in the, the three to six months, you know, maybe even a year. Long-term goals is really kind of a two to five, five to 10, 10 to 15 goals, right? Like I want to be retired by the time I'm 50. Um, that's a long-term goal for me because I'm a little bit further away from 50 than maybe someone else who might be listening to this podcast. Um, so some of those might, you might, that might be a short-term goal for you. I want to save X amount of money. I want to go on X amount of trips or, you know, in the next year, this is, what I want, how I want to spend my, my life or my time or hobbies or certain things that you maybe want to create. All of those things can be, again, short-term goal or a long-term goal. Um, if, do I want to have a long-term goal of, you know, becoming a world-class seamstress, right? Are there short-term goals that I can create that then help that long-term goal, help me achieve that long-term goal? Right. Like maybe I want to put something in for my local, you know, artisan fair or a um, judged sewing event or something like that. I want to create this product then or this. I want to learn how to do this stitch for this one event. Yet I want to become a world class seamstress. Um, that's a little silly. I don't know why I came up with that uh, with that analogy, but. It can, um, setting those goals, again, long-term can sometimes be too far away, right? Like if I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30, um, I want to be, I want to reach X amount of dollars in my savings account. I want to, um, you know, lose so many pounds. And so sometimes those long-term goals, um, are great to think about and they also help us create short-term goals or shorter goals that, that sort of help us achieve those long-term goals. So, um, both goals are great. Both goals are, I think, important to think about as you're thinking about, okay, what kind of lifestyle do I want to create? What type of habits do I want to create? What are the sort of long-term goals, right? Um, but then what are the short-term goals that sort of help me get there? Another way of thinking about this, um, and this is a little bit different, short-term goals and long-term goals, there are both. And then there's also process goals and outcome goals. So outcome goals are like a result, right? Like something that I'm going through for like losing 30 pounds by July 1st. That's a, that's a, uh, an outcome goal. The process goal is what am I doing in the process? What am I doing to create those healthy habits to make that goal achievable? Um, and so maybe that's, I'm choosing to eat healthier. I'm choosing to eat less calories. I'm choosing to, um, you know, cut out sugars, like what are the, the short term or the process goals that are helping me 
to then get to the, the longer term goals or the outcome measure. Um, and so, so thinking about like losing 10 pounds by July 1st or losing X amount of weight by July 1st, um, those thinking about that, what am I doing every day on a daily thing that's part of my process, part of my routine that's, that's really helping me reach that goal. And every day, if you were to, you know, sometimes people make a chart. We were just potty training not too long ago. And so there was lots of charts. And every time they went potty, they were able to put in stickers and do those sort of things, right? Every time that those little goals were met, again, going for a longer term goal or a bigger goal of a reward of some sort, there is a small dopamine hit that happens and that you're able to feel like, ah, oh, I did it. And then and you feel proud and you feel motivated and you feel like, ah, oh, I can keep going, right? Again, the, the downside to that is that um, if, if you don't feel those, if you don't hit to get that dopamine rush, sometimes um, we're, we, we start to let those negative thoughts creep in. I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm never going to reach my goals. Um, and so trying to keep that, that more positive outlook of it's just a day. Don't make goals so rigid that there is no flexibility. Um, have a cheat day. Don't have five cheat days, but have a cheat day. Again, give yourself the best opportunity to make the most of it. Um, again, creating the outcome goals that you really want and making those process goals sort of reflect. Short-term goals reflect what the long-term goals you want to be. Um, and, and really remember as you're creating goals to use the SMART goals. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this, but SMART goals stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. I'm going to talk about each of these little aspects very, very briefly, but specific is something specific. Like I want to, I don't say I don't want to, I want to lose weight by July 1st. I want to lose 10 pounds, right? That's something that is specific. It's something that's measurable. Um, it is something that's achievable, right? Some people might not be able to achieve, you know, make sure that, you know, I don't really have 30 pounds to lose. So that would not be a great goal for me, but I do have 10 pounds I could lose or what type of goal could be achievable for me. Um, again, relevant, is it within my scope? Is it, is it within what I really want? Is it, um, relevant to tasks, right? I don't want to set something that's, um, completely unrelevant to my long-term goals, um, that doesn't have any specificity that isn't measurable. Um, and then time bound again, keeping yourself to that con time constraint also helps people to stay accountable. So if I set a goal to, lose uh, 30 pounds in three years, that's time bound, but is that really achievable? Is that really relevant? Is that really, I mean, yes, it's measurable and all those things, yes, it could be, but is it really going to help me set process goals and short-term goals in the future? If it's three years away, it's like, why, why bother? That's too far, it's too far away. I don't really care. I'm not making the changes daily that need to be made to help me achieve the, that bigger goal. So making sure that you are really trying to use those SMART goals um, as SMART aspects of goals and the concept of a SMART goal so that you can hold yourself accountable. It's also really helpful to share this with either a partner or a friend or um, a, a spouse or a loved one or someone so that they can also hold you accountable. It can be really helpful um, in saying, you know, oh, how are you doing? How are you eating? There's lots of health challenges. That's why, you know, think groups like Weight Watchers or 
um, kind of nutritionists and things like that can also help because they're holding you accountable. They're trying to help you reach your goals and really they're just holding you accountable for the goals that you have set for yourself. Um, and so doing that with even, you know, mental health goals of, I want to read some self-help books. I want to, um, learn to manage my anxiety or depression, or I want to manage it different, or I want to incorporate mindfulness or any of these goals, any, I mean, there are so many goals, so many endless possibilities of what you could create goal wise for yourself, but making sure that you're kind of following some of these smart goals, um, making sure that there's some process goals or outcome goals, um, long-term, short-term, making sure that you're, you're giving yourself, you're setting yourself up for success. Um, I think that's what I often see is that people set these really kind of big grand goals for themselves and they're wonderful goals, but they don't have the right support in place to really make them achievable. So making sure that you're, you're really got your support system, you have someone to keep you accountable and you're not setting yourself up for failure. Um, the, the mental health benefits of goal setting can be really huge. They are like, I've already talked about some of them, but motivate motivation, um, just degree of purpose and, um, fulfillment when you do achieve goals can be really helpful in, I can do this. I can do hard things. I can do, it can create a lot of positivity instead of the very negative effects that we often feel in our world. So making sure that, um, again, you're, you're kind of focusing on the positive and you're creating motivation and you're helping, um, increase self-confidence and self, self-efficiency, um, that the less aimless and stagnant we feel, the more motivation we feel to, again, create, keep creating and achieving goals. Um, it's self-worth, self-esteem. Those are all kind of tied into achieving and meeting goals as well. So making sure that, again, as you're, as you're doing that, you're checking in with yourself, um, being flexible in that, oh, I didn't, I didn't complete that goal today, or I didn't eat quite so healthy today, or I've had three cheat days in a row. Don't let that, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Again, reevaluate and say, I can do this. I can do hard things. This is my goal. This is what I want. This is why I want this. Create goals that are motivating to you and something that you really want. And then set up the things in place to really support you in that. Um, and sense of purpose and sense of direction really helps overall when you know you know why you're getting out of bed in the morning. You know, you have a sense of purpose. You have a sense of direction. It really can be incredibly huge with in decreasing depression, um, not feeling quite so aimless, feeling like I do have purpose and, and there's a, a reason for me to get up. So goals can be a great way to really help achieve that in, in life. Um, Again, I, I've talked a little bit about the pitfalls, but what I often see happening with the pitfalls of goal setting is that people get overly ambitious with their goals. They set unrealistic expectations for timelines or um, achievability. Right? If I if I don't have the if I don't have extra income coming in, or if I'm not very well at budgeting, or if I don't have the weight to lose, or I'm actually weight training instead of losing weight. Um, maybe I'm doing more, you know, maybe I'm gaining weight instead of actually losing weight. Um, so some of those things, again, setting those realistic and, um, achievable goals can be really helpful. Checking in with somebody of like, is this achievable for me? Is this something that I can expect from myself? Um, that's an important part of that as, as well. 
So making sure that you're not being overly critical of yourself. This is where people also have, uh, I've mentioned this of staying flexible of their, their, their critic, their self-critic, their inner talk can get kind of toxic at points um, because they are lowering their self-esteem. They are being negative. They aren't being positive. They're not being that cheerleader that's saying, you got this, you can do this, you know? Um, I think of, when I think of like goal setting and the, and the critic coming in, um, I, we, when you're goal setting, you really need cheerleaders, right? And cheerleaders are there even when we had in one of my um, experiences at one of my schools, we had a pretty terrible football team. Um, <laughs> they were pretty awful. And they, did, I don't think they even won a game. I think we may have won homecoming. I don't know. I can't remember. But they were not very good. But our cheerleaders didn't stop <laughs> just because we were losing by 65 points. Um they, they kept, they keep cheering till the very end of the game, you know? And again, the cheerleaders in a high school setting, they're not really there for the players, but they're there for that. But again, fans, um, when you, when you get fans, when you have a packed stadium and then you're down 65 to nothing and all the fans leave, it gets pretty demoralizing and pretty takes the air out of the room, so to speak. And, um, we certainly don't want to, to set ourselves up for that type of feeling when we are setting goals. So making sure that you've got those cheerleaders, you know, those people in your, in your support system and people in your head and that inner, inner critic, that inner person that's going to say, um, that's going to keep cheerleading you and isn't going to give up on you. Isn't going to say, you know, and it might say, you know what, today is really hard. And there's might be days that I want to sit down and just take a break. But I'm not giving up, um, and keep cheerleading yourself through, through the rough times, because there is going to be days where it feels like giving up is the easier option. Um, so think of being a cheerleader rather than that inner critic coming out, right? And saying, you can't do this and you're terrible and you're worthless. Um, we don't want that. We want to stay that positive, that positivity and that cheerleader self. Um, what I, another pitfall that I often see people do is they, they bite off more than they can chew, meaning that there's, they, they, take on too many things. They set too many goals. There's a lot of stress and burnout from, from just pursuing way too many goals at once. So making sure that even if it's only one goal, that you have a goal that is measurable and achievable and um, specific and relevant and time bound, making sure that those are, I'd rather see people do that with one goal than 10 goals um, because most often 10 goals get forgotten and only really one or two are sustainable. Um, and so making sure that you can just, that, that you're focusing on maybe one goal instead of too many goals at one time. Um, okay, so another thing that um, can just be really helpful just to, I wanna briefly touch on is just healthy goal setting strategies. Again, I've, I've uh, talked about setting realistic and achievable goals. It's important to do that. I would definitely make sure that this is something that you want, not something that um, your spouse wants or your boss wants or is, is feeling, you're feeling pressured by external factors to, to do more of. That it's something really intrinsic that comes with from within yourself. If you want it, set a goal to achieve it, right? 
um, making sure that, that you're doing that. Um, will definitely increase your ability to actually meet that goal. Um, creating, keeping flexibility. Don't become so rigid on, I must do this every single day for X amount of time or whatever. And if I don't, then I'm crap or this is the goal is going out the window. Producing, you know, you, we want to achieve success. We want to be, um, we want to make sure it's happening, but making sure that it's, do that you're flexible in that and that you can be forgiving of yourself. Give yourself grace and adaptability. Um, the more adaptable you can be, the more you can still keep those longer goals in sight, but make the daily processes, you know, give yourself grace and room for, for those, for that to, to take effect. Um, and really, again, I can't stress enough the importance of the, the positivity. And even if that's just a little bit of like, yay, I did it for two days in a row instead of just one day, um, celebrate the small milestones. Just like when I was potty training, right? We celebrate in the small, the small milestones of going pee in the potty one time. Um, and then we celebrate it again when we've gone 10 times. And so again, those little milestones also help create that dopamine that just says, yay, you did it. Look at you. Good job. Um, and, and really help it helps keeping that positivity up. Um, what happens when you don't meet the goals can be pretty devastating sometimes, um, sometimes we, we do not meet our goals, whether it be for the, the things, the reasons I discussed before, or just because, you know, life got in the way and life had other plans or life took a turn. Um, sometimes we can't predict all of those things and it's okay, but being able to have a plan for that as well. What happens when I don't meet my goal? How do I keep encouraging myself? How do I keep being that cheerleader for myself? Um, how do I grant myself grace and flexibility and adaptability as well as accountability, keeping myself accountable. It's a hard balance to, to find. And so, um, you know, again, being self-compassionate and um, also creating a support system that helps create an environment that feels like it's cheerleading you, but also holding you accountable and not letting you get away with too much flexibility. Um, and, and really those reframes become really, really important. Um, a client said to me as they were doing kind of some self-learning as well that they had heard someone say, so I, I don't know where this is and I'm sure it's a quote out there somewhere, but um, failure isn't failure until you quit, right? Um, failure, if I make a goal and I then give up and I quit, that is failure. But if I set a goal and I learn from that goal and I adapt and change, is that really failure? I don't think so. Um, I think it's it's a way of being flexible and adapting and knowing, oh, that was too big of a goal or that was um, too difficult or that was out of reach or that wasn't measurable enough or whatever. It's a learning opportunity to change and adapt and learn something new. And if you look at those kind of failed opportunities or missed opportunities or setbacks, they can be um, really helpful in just continuing to change and adapt. And, and reframing that into growth and learning. And, and that growth and learning mindset can be really helpful in just adapting to, to the stressors of life and setbacks that we experience in life. So just in conclusion, there is a lot of ties between our mental health and the state of our mental health and being able to, to meet and um, even set and meet goals. 
So making sure that you know you are setting and you're meeting goals and you're doing that on a regular basis and you have a support system that can hold you accountable, whether that's a colleague, whether that's a friend, whether that's an online group somewhere, whether that's um, a neighbor, whether that's a, a family member, whether that's just yourself, whatever works, um, but find someone that can, can also help keep you accountable. Um, as we are heading into the kind of new year and new season and new life, um, hopefully I, I encourage every single one of you to reflect on your own personal goals and what you want to achieve in this next year. It's important, you know, you, you align that your well-being with your mental health and, and how to keep pushing yourself and what you've learned and adapted and and changed from this year to the next can be, again, one of those opportunities of growth and learning where we say, this is what I learned. This is what was great about this year. This was what wasn't so great about this year. And I'm going to change and adapt and reflect and do better next year. And these are the things that I'm going to do specific next year that are different can be really helpful. There's lots of resources out there, whether it's journals, whether it's daily journals, whether it's, um, something that you Google, there are lots of resources out there about goal setting and how to set goals. Um, There's lots of things out there. If you Google smart goals and how to create smart goals, there's like PowerPoints out there. There's um, worksheets out there. So find something that you feel like works for you and set a goal and do it. Some people um, write goals. I I did this when I was growing up and I guess when I moved out and got married, I guess I stopped doing this, but I remember being in high school and even in college and writing kind of goals and checklists and quotes and things like on my mirror. And um, now I have other ways of of keeping goals and and tracking goals and do that on a quarterly basis and a yearly basis. and it's more so on a computer and electronics and things like that, but doing writing it on your mirror where you see it every day. What are my goals for year 2024 or for this coming year? Um, what are my goals for changing and adapting? What am I doing this next year that, and, and put it in a place where you see it on a regular basis. Um, and so writing it on your mirror is a great, great place. Writing it on sticky notes Um, if you have a desk or an office or a space where you sit down to study or pay bills or do those sort of things, making, putting it there, writing it on notebooks, doing those things so that again, it's something it's in a place, a prominent place where you see it often is, is really, um, important. Um, I think setting goals can be really overwhelming for a lot of people. And so if you're finding yourself feeling a little overwhelmed, it's okay. Take out a small chunk, look at those lifetime, lifelong goals or those, those longer term goals. And what's one or two smaller goals that you could kind of bite-sized pieces that I can do right now today. Um, and, and do one thing to be just even just a little bit better today, just 1% better. Um, that's all we're going for. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've learned something about setting goals and hopefully you're inspired a little bit to set new goals for yourself and even be reflective of goals you have set in the past and maybe why they didn't work and and really set yourself up for a successful goal setting year. This has been the Puzzle of Us podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Peterson. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and don't miss anything coming up from us, especially we've got some big things coming. And uh, you don't want to miss them. So subscribe and we'll see you next week.